0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Okay, welcome to this to this edition of Believe in Grizzlies. Today I have ang- Amy Stigermeyer, she's my partner at the Memphis Flyer with the beat writers, the Grizzlies beat writers for the Memphis Flyer, and initially we were going to talk about the ESPN, Ja Morant article, but I decided I didn't, don't really want to talk about that, but a simple fact is Ja is, you know, just minding his business, um, he's gotten out the way, you know, he's, not doing social media as much. And he's been staying out of trouble, you know, since the 25 games suspension came down. But ESPN, I know for a fact, they had been working on that article since maybe June. Um, Maybe they came down to Memphis. They really didn't find anything we didn't already know, but we have the anonymous sources and that could be anybody. And the team did what they supposed to have been did. You know, they had to talk with the entire team. Then Jenkins said they had a talk with Jock. So, I mean, I know fans were upset. Uh, media members were upset. But to me, it, it is what it is. Uh, uh, the things that made me upset was the the racial overtones. But you know what? That didn't come from the ESPN articles. Uh, the ESPN writers, it came from the sources. But the alligator stuff, they you know they shouldn't have been the, the the headline. I mean, and then you know trying to blame rap music for what Ja done, I don't buy that.
1: But I'm not. Yeah, I'm I'm still confused about that headline. It seems like a complete non sequitur because that it was just, and then the alligators got him, and then that was never mentioned again throughout the article. It was um,
0: mentioned. It was mentioned from a quote from somebody
1: with the team. I have a theory on who that is, but uh um uh, you know what I'll say it. I think it's Chris Martin. Um I I, I don't know. think I don't think that was Chris. I think some I of it know. came from him but I also I think they came down here to kind of you know to to get information to kind of dig some dirt on a story and didn't really find any because really all they did was just kind of expand on the stuff that people in Memphis already knew yeah we and, and it's it seemed like I I get that they had been working on that article for a while but that didn't really provide a whole lot of value other than kind of poking people over oh hey by the way remember John Morant did something stupid now we're going to talk about his dad um that they, But
0: see the because a lot of that stuff came from the quotes uh from the team sources, so to
1: speak. Team sources and business owners.
0: Yeah, team I, sources and being business owner could be anybody or whatever. I you just don't know. I mean it's one it's a one sided thing. But absolutely. it's just like it's and then it is like it's I just think it's just crazy to blame T Moran for what y'all do. It, that's it's just crazy to me. I don't when, understand when, when, how people- When John ja got in trouble was T. Morin around? No. He he was he, I... he was there for the fight with the little Holloway boy but T was in the house I think. Then he came outside and they said that he, he broke it up or whatever but was he around those other times?
1: No. <laughs> I just, I don't understand how people are not understanding. The issue here is not that T. Morant is a bad dad. Like what you're, this is what happens when you have someone who's given an incredible amount of money and who is of the generation where they put everything on the internet. When I was that age, I did way more scandalous stuff than that. But thankfully, we didn't have Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all like that didn't exist when I was was Ja Morant's age, because if it did, I'm sure that there's a lot of people, people who clutch their pearls over Ja, who would have some way more scandalous things come out. Um, that's kind of what young people of that age do, is they, like, the thing that concerns me more was the alcohol thing, but, again, young people and I, I was a young person at one point, so, you know, I don't feel like I could say this, like, that's a prime age for... People to do stupid stuff. Exactly. Like, you you go off to college, you drink a lot, you do dumb shit. And the fact that... that I, I, I don't know. I, I just... I feel like that And my ten floor hat was on that that story happened to drop the day after it was announced that the Rockets were going to send Kevin Porter Jr. and some picks to Oklahoma City for um, is it Victor Oladipo somebody else Mm -hmm. and and like and you know Waj pointed out that you know that we're going to waive him immediately. It, look, that was, it was bad optics. I don't care, like, somebody said that Sam Presty would commit war crimes for picks, and I think maybe that might actually be a little bit true, mm-hmm. but it seems a little funny to me that that, ha- that that article happened to be published the exact next day as a, hey, let's, uh, let's turn your attention to something else, but I don't really think that that's, it didn't provide us with anything that we didn't already know, And I don't think it should have a whole lot of effect on what we think the team is going to do this season. Um, I think you just have to kind of chalk it up to John knows who his people are and he knows that the organization is still supportive of him and, you know, people in Memphis are still rocking with him and that's really – all he needs to do is keep his head down and play ball like he's been doing. And honestly, I think that a lot of this will will probably blow over, um, or maybe it already it, it already has
0: because it's just like people aren't talking about it anymore.
1: Exactly. Nobody, no, it was it was crickets about that. And I have some feelings about how the situation with Jaw was talked about so much. More than some of the things that other other players have done that were much more egregious in this off season, like the. It, it's hard for me to to say. I, I want to get up in arms over a face over an Instagram post when you have actual domestic abusers in the league. So. I think that that article was mostly just uh, we're going to stir some stir some attention back up because it seems like the eyes were off. They knew exactly what to do to get people to click on that. Um, and I don't think that's going to have much bearing on the season one way or the other. Stephen Adams, on the other hand. Yes. Yeah.
0: So yesterday we um, got a email email um, got an email and then read this PR, sent out a tweet. I, I didn't see it initially. Um, and I saw something about somebody saying this, then the other, I'm like, what? And then I had to look, cause um, I'm just trying to figure out what I was doing. What I was doing, I, 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 I was doing something at work. Was I at work? When is that?
1: <laughs> this is I, yesterday, so it would have been Sunday.
0: It was Sunday. Oh, I wasn't doing any work. I think I was um playing a game or something or whatever. I don't know what the heck I was doing. Um, and then I I looked at my tweet. I was like, oh my
1: goodness! I was like, are you serious? Yeah. And I didn't see the initial. Yeah, I saw somebody talking about it. I didn't see the initial thing. Um, they slipped that in real quiet on a Sunday afternoon too.
0: Right, and then it's just like. Then you see Shams uh saying something, but you know what? That didn't get out. Grizzly's PR sent it out before anybody, you know, it says Grizzly center will undergo season-ending surgery on his right posterior uh, uh, whatever, PCL ligament, because I can't say the other word, <laughs> after non-operative rehabilitation did not solve Ongoing knee instability. I was expecting to make a full recor- recovery ahead of the ahead of next season. Okay. And and then
1: all hell. Yeah. Um I I'm I'm a lot calmer about it today than I was yesterday. Um at first I saw it and I was like, N- no way. No way this is it. No, it's real. Um my thing is this. Surely this is an ongoing situation that the people in the front office behind the scenes have been monitoring. So they I'm hoping that they have some kind of plan in place for this eventuality when to say, okay, so non-surgical rehabilitation rehabilitative means has not has not done what we had hoped it would do. So we're gonna be, you know, like They're really lacking in the front court. Being lacking in the front court was what cost them that series against the Lakers last year. Um, So with Steven Adams out for the season, Brandon Clark most likely going to be out for pretty much the entire season. Um, It's going to be, I don't want to say interesting to see how they, yes, it'll be interesting to see how they adapt, and I'm hoping that that'll be that the personnel have somehow planned for what would happen if they can't get Steven Adams back the way that that everyone planned. I'm assuming he played in the preseason, didn't feel right. they decided to pull the plug rather than you know him risk further injury. but I can't I can't see how this could have been a huge surprise to the organization. The way it was to fans and media once it was announced.
0: Okay, so for me, I'm thinking that the Grizzlies, um, like last season, they worked with the orthopedic people at Campbell Clinic, right? That was last season. I saw season. that. And then now they're working with Ortho South. So, I'm thinking they have different doctors. And then, you know, you heard people tell me some, well, Stephen Adam didn't want surgery, this, that, and the other. I don't know how, how much to believe of that case or whatever. But I think there's different medical staff that's dealing with him at this point. Because I'm thinking they thinking he was good to go. And then, you know, like, Maybe, you know, he had issues after he played those preseason games. I'm not sure. I don't know. But here's the thing with me. Okay, season Adam was out in January. I don't know what date it was. I think the Grizzlies going to be okay to be without him for the regular season if they have, you know, who they have now. Maybe they should, you know, try to get somebody – you know, before the trade deadline. Definitely have somebody before the playoffs because I know that they're going to make the playoffs. They're not going to be a playing team because it's just like when, he, when they get together, they play for each other and then it's just like once they put their mind to it, they are hard to beat. But it's just like the playoffs are different animal. I'm thinking that they need somebody for the playoffs. And then it's just, I know it gets tricky, you know, Um, are what players are they going to be willing to trade? And then we haven't seen, they haven't played not one game. You don't just say that their season is over. Uh, Like people were saying they weren't going to be um, the number two seed, like, you know, like they were before. And people saying this, you know, doubting them all. That's what they like. They like when people doubt them. Then you come playoff time, man. We didn't expect this out of them. Well, they've been they've been uh, telling y'all, you know, every year they can play against anybody. So I'm thinking that they probably they probably gonna be fine. Um, Jaws coming back, you know, it's just like they're gonna take this team to another level. But I'm thinking maybe they might find somebody maybe at the trade deadline. That's what I'm thinking. I don't don't think they're just going to just like blow it all up at this point.
1: They haven't played a game yet. They
0: haven't played a game yet.
1: I don't think they're going to blow it all. I mean, it it would be silly for them to to blow up any part of this roster because of one piece with that piece not being Josh, Aaron, and Desmond are kind of the anchor for this team. And I mean, it's I, I mean, I, obviously, I think it's it's going to hurt them in some ways, but I don't think it's going to ruin, I don't think it's going to be, the season's not over before it started. Right. Um, and they've got, they've had some time to play, guys. I feel like that even though this was something that was very unexpectedly announced publicly, I feel like that the people behind the scenes had to have had some indication that perhaps he was not going to be as ready to go or that they may have to eventually seek a, you know, surgical rehabilitation for the knee problem that he had. So part of me, and again, maybe wishful thinking is that maybe, maybe somebody in the front office has kind of got a halfway plan in their back pocket with a, okay, so we're not going to have him. We're not going to have Brandon Clark. Who can we go after? Or what can we do with, space that we have the roster spots that we have i know there's a disabled player exception that would possibly open up more money for them but
0: it okay it can't happen because they have 15 players signed already they will have to have an open spot in order for them to use that the only player they can get right now is add a 16th player to uh i think they have to play like five or six games And then they can put Ja Morant on the suspended list and that player can play until Ja is back from suspension and then that player will have to leave or they'll waive somebody or this, that, and the other. But they have, that's the options they have now or they they can do a trade. In order to use that disabled player's exception, you have to have an open roster spot that they don't have
1: right now yeah i I had completely forgotten about that. um part I guess part of my brain was thinking, okay, well, if you know Steven Adams is out, then they can use him, but that's not really how how All right. uh, roster allocation works. um i'm I'm gonna blame it on the date quill. Well, uh, I feel like that that maybe they the Grizzlies could possibly put something together before the trade deadline and would almost certainly have to include either Brandon Clark or Steven Adams plus picks plus something. And I don't and again, like I'm I'm sitting here looking at a list of, of guys who played center last year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the thing that I'm thinking is they need someone who can rebound.
0: Right. And, and that's the thing. That's play. the thing. That's the thing. It's just like they're gonna miss Steven Adams so much with the rebounding. And it's just like everybody, they need to rebound by committee. Everybody needs to step up. Not just Jaren. everybody needs to step up to grab rebounds.
1: I think we're going to see some of that in action. At least I hope we are. Um, I was joking about this to you earlier. Um, If they could somehow manage to, uh, to, to kidnap Jonas Valanciunas, I wouldn't be mad about that. But again, that's kind of a fantasy thing. And there's no there's no open roster spot to kind of slate someone in so to speak um but like looking at who played if they f- go after someone they need to go after someone who has who has a documented history of being able to play at least 75% of the games in the season don't get somebody that's going to end up sidelined for like don't 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 somehow put yourself back in the same spot that you're gonna that you're in right now with your two best bigs both being injured and unavailable for the foreseeable future um And like I said, I'm looking at a list of centers right here and I, I couldn't tell you who that would be. Uh, the names that people would most likely think of are players that are awfully valuable to their team and would not like that. They're not going to do a major shakeup move to to bring somebody else in, and they shouldn't. So right. I guess it's a matter of just seeing how you know, give it the first, say six weeks of the season, see how how those players play together and then kind of reassess um if they've gotten until January or February to the trade deadline to to you know absolutely make a move. Then that gives them an opportunity to kind of keep an eye out over how everybody performs and what right. they can do with that, right? Um, and,
0: and then um, and they forget that Marcus Smart is on that team. They forgetting that. I mean, they forgetting that because like I saw him like when he his first game he played for the Grizzlies. I saw him pushing um, what the oh god. Robin Lopez up under the basket. Did you see him guarding him?
1: Did you see <laughs> yes. him guarding
0: him? I saw him guarding him on multiple possessions. I was like, okay, look at Marcus, And people forgetting about that. This is a 6-3 player, like, doing that dude like that. I was like, man. But, you know, he couldn't do Brooke like that. But Robin, yeah. But I think it's just like Stephen Adams, he's going to be missed, but I think it's just like only certain teams and certain matchups where you're going to see the weaknesses of them not being able to rebound. It's going to be certain teams. It's not going to – it's not to say that this season is over. It's not over by the long shot. They haven't played a game. You don't know how it's going to be with them or whatever because, like, they was going toe-to-toe with – um the the big three, so to say, with with Giannis and Damon Lillard and all that, with them, they was going toe to toe with them before they got them. You know, the people out the the starters out the game, they was up. So I I don't think you know people. Okay, it's sad or whatever, sad for fans or whatever, but that don't just say the season is over. It's not, but they're gonna have to address that come playoff time because that's when they really really need it because, you know, it's just like the playoffs is a different animal.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And they will, they'll they'll definitely have to address it by then. Um, you mentioned having everybody kind of rebound by committee. They've got, you know, the, the handful of younger players who honestly, I think Santi may have another leap forward in him um we've seen his play improve and yes and uh how am i not realizing that he's only tw- that he's only 22 well i feel old um but like we have guys who could can, maybe can't do it to the same degree that steven adams could mm-hmm. i mean obviously there's some contributions that like nobody's going to going to be able to replace but there are guys who can you know him, um, Xavier Tillman. Can they can play around with people in that position and still have, you know, still win a fair amount of games? Um, I am perfectly happy though if people want to go back to discounting the Grizzlies because I feel like that's how they play their best is when nobody expects it. I want them to have that chip on their shoulder. Uh, I think a lot of people. For some reason, forgot how good John Morant is at basketball. Um And they haven't,
0: they haven't forgot
1: that. There, are a lot of people that just think that oh well, you know the the Grizzlies can't be in any kind of contention this season because they're going to be without John for twenty five games. Yes, and but <laughs> they're still gonna, they're still gonna have him for, you know, was it. 58
0: something like that
1: yeah I'm I don't have my calculator within reach and my head hurts too much to do that math in my head but I mean it's we've seen what it looks like for John Amis and I think it's 57 games maybe I think it's
0: 57 games
1: Something like that. Um, yes, it's fifty-seven. I, like, I, I don't like I don't think that Memphis that you can completely count Memphis out of those games without Ja Morant. We've seen in the past, Am um, by a little concerned um, now that they don't have Tyus Jones. Eh, not really. I think Tyus Jones was, was probably the best backup point guard in the league, but I think they have enough people on that roster. Um and, and and this is coming for me. I never thought I'd say this, but I think Derek Rose could probably give them some meaningful minutes off the bench in the point guard position this year.
0: Yes, I, looks I like re- he
1: still got hops.
0: Right. He does. And then it just like seems like he has matured so much. And then like you don't remember him talking as much as he talked talk like to the media and stuff. Is it was surprising. How he, how well he talked, and then I guess he, I don't know, I guess he grew up, hopefully, but yeah, so
1: mm. I think that's exactly what it was. Um, I have complicated feelings about Derek Rose, but till, but like to sit there and he, like, that's I feel like being a parent has also changed him, right? Um, like you. you there was some dad wisdom in there, but him and Marcus both saying we're not here to babysit. Um, I feel like they can, you know, they can, they can speak to jaw on a peer level, but you know, the, the one part, the only person who can really affect on, on Jaw's behavior is jaw. And I feel like this was probably enough of a wake up call for him to go, Hey, I'm in a really good spot. I don't want to lose this. And I think we'll see that that going forward. Um, But I think there are, are, you know, some guys that will be like, hey, you know, this is, we got to do this and we got to do this, but not, like, I, I don't, there's not anybody on the team that can parent him. There's not anybody on the team that should. You know what I mean? 'Cause he's still at the end of the day, he's still a grown man and yeah, he's he his own he's person.
0: Yeah, he's his own person. And he, you know, he gotta make up the decision himself. He didn't commit a crime or whatever, regardless of what people think about he didn't commit a crime. That's the that's the thing. He didn't commit a crime, no one was hurt. It's just gun people... culture
1: is so fickle in this country because like who is allowed to brandish and celebrate guns? Like again. I have so many thoughts on that, that I, you're right. He didn't, he didn't break the law and, you know, having poor judgment is kind of something that people can grow out of. And I feel like that even, even, you know, the time between the incident at his house that keeps getting drug up again and is, is going through court or whatever. And And now, he's probably grown a lot as a person, having kind of seen. I I guess the public reaction to to his behavior.
0: Right, and and I think that it bothers him that his name keeps being dragged in the mud, you know. But you know what, you know what he's gonna do. He's gonna come back. He's gonna leave it all on the floor even though that he, you know, did some things, and, you know, and you were like, wow, he did all that? And he had this going on? Imagine what he can do on the floor if everything is good.
1: If he doesn't have that, that like, absolutely. Um, right. I, I've, I have imagined it, and I think it's going to be a beautiful picture for the Grizzlies. Um, I think, really, what it boils down to is Young people being young people and doing the sort of poor judgment irresponsible stuff that you do when you're that age. The difference being is he's a multimillionaire and the eyes of the world are gonna be on everything he does. Um so you know, the that level of scrutiny has to be hard to live under. Um and I hope more than anything that once once his suspension is over and he gets back to playing with the team and traveling and and you know being publicly with the team I mean he's um, travel
0: he's traveling with them he's with them wherever role they go on he's going to be with them but he just can't be seen publicly he has to leave the arena two hours before
1: that's and and that's Chip exactly up. what I meant like the fact that I I do appreciate that they are letting him participate in some team activities and to travel with the team, to do practice with the team. I think it will do him a lot of good when he is allowed to be seen publicly with the team. Um, I think by the time that comes around, um, he will will have definitely had a lot of time for reflection. And I feel like we're going to see – a, a completely different attitude than what was described to us in that ESPN article and right. like some of these things I think are just growing pains of somebody who's you know learning what to do and what not to do learning mistakes that, that they can't make and you know the, the level of shot off that young people do at times at that particular age and, you know, that amplified by the fact that, you know, he's got a pile of money. I mean, it it would be more surprising to me if there weren't people who struggled in that situation. Like, I don't think that there's anything that that Ja has done that that would make me question his character at this point. Um he's not I, I, I think other than maybe the court of public opinion for a little bit, um, because I think there's there's always gonna be people that, that have something to say and that want to paint Memphis in a negative light. Um people that said Kendrick Perkins that said that, you know, John Morant needs to get out of Memphis and no, um. I, I mean, who, who, I who's think. listening to Kendrick Perkins?
0: Tell me what 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 person listened to Kendrick Perkins? I know I'm not, and I know a whole lot of other people aren't.
1: K- Kendrick Perkins, really? The Bear and the Honey and Dylan Brooks and I, I appreciated Kendrick Perkins season before last when he kind of took notice of the Grizzlies being better than they were but but here's the thing I that. get
0: tired of I get tired of folks okay like these people that on like these talk shows or whatever they say stuff to get attention they say stuff to get more views and then people are okay because here this is what I'm talking about the Grizzlies fan okay you said you want more national TV games you want this you want that but when you get the national attention you can't handle it that's the thing. Fans can't handle it. They get the national attention, but they can't handle it. I guess they don't want a national attention this way, but it's just like they can't handle it. And like who Kendrick Perkins? Are you see are you kidding me? Kendrick Perkins, he say crazy stuff all the time.
1: I think a lot of the guys on the and 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 I don't of the watch it. Included, I don't watch it. I think they're outrage merchants. Um no it's for entertainment
0: purposes it's to get people talking that's that's what it's for to get people talking whether they they mad about it whatever and then people don't have the ability to uh some people don't have the ability to think for themselves they need someone else to think for them but my thing is like when jaw Comes back. I want the other players to play as hard as they was playing when Jaw come back. Back don't don't relegate Ja to do everything. You know, sometimes they did do that. I want Desmond Bain to do what he he does. I want um Jaron Jackson Jr. to do what he does. Don't expect Ja to do everything. And I want the coaching staff to coach just like they're coaching if Jaw wasn't on when Ja is not on the floor. That's what I want them to do. Just coat and then just use everybody's talents or whatever. I know there are gonna be time when you need a bucket, you're gonna get about a job, but don't neglect Desmond Bain, don't neglect Jaron Jackson Jr. when Ja gets back. They need to just play on the same level. Because if they play on the same
1: level, they're gonna be hard to beat. I I I do not disagree. Um, I think that uh I think that Jaron, John, Des are all all-star caliber players. Um, I mean, if you think about last season, think about how Desmond Bain started last season before his toe injury. Like, he was averaging 29 points a game. I want to see that Desmond Bain again. Because if we get that Desmond Bain, plus we know who we're getting in Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, like, I feel like that they can they can definitely hold down the proverbial fort until Ja comes back and can continue on, have a successful season, um, make some noise in the postseason. I haven't by any means counted out what they may be able to do. Um, I'm, it, it sucks to not have Steven Adams, but I think they're going to, they're going to find a way to adjust and, at the very least, they're still going to outperform most people's expectations. And the very petty part of me um, hopes that a lot of sports books just had some of their predictions effed up after that announcement yesterday. Um, because I'm incredibly petty. Um,
0: yep. But, well, well, on that note, um we're running out of time, but it was a nice talk. So I guess we'll be back here another time. Nice talking to you.
1: Thanks
0: for All. having me. Okay. Holla.